KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Tuesday, April 26th. The new program leaves some Ukrainian refugees behind. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The Supreme Court today will hear arguments over whether or not the Biden administration can end the Remain in Mexico policy. The Trump-era rule forces migrants seeking asylum to stay in Mexico while they await the resolution of their cases. President Joe Biden repealed the policy as soon as he got into office, but a judge forced him to reinstate it last December. Migrant rights advocates criticized the policy for putting asylum seekers in harm's way in dangerous Mexican border cities. The San Diego City Council voted yesterday to ban the sale of flavored tobacco and e-cigarettes. Supporters of the ban say big tobacco companies are using candy-like flavors to get young people hooked on nicotine so they become lifelong smokers and vapors. Marlon Oram Mansour of the Neighborhood Market Association says young people rarely get nicotine products from brick-and-mortar stores. They're getting it from online sources, unregulated and untaxed black market. If you pass this one year from now, you'll see the current legal users of these products resort back to traditional harmful cigarettes. The city's ban will take effect in January. Voters will decide in November whether to ban the sale of flavored tobacco statewide. A 15-year-old girl was arrested and charged over the weekend in connection with the recent stabbing of a black girl by a 16-year-old boy. She's said to be the girlfriend of the boy who allegedly carried out the attack. Both are facing charges of attempted murder and committing a hate crime. The boy has pleaded not guilty to the charges. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Monday marked the beginning of the Biden administration's Uniting for Ukraine program. The program is meant to streamline the immigration process by connecting Ukrainian war refugees with American sponsors. But KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis says it also blocks Ukrainians from entering the United States through land borders. Once again, our southern border is closed to Ukrainian war refugees. According to the Department of Homeland Security, Ukrainians who present themselves at the border without a valid visa will be automatically denied entry. More than 15,000 Ukrainians have crossed into the U.S. through our southern border since war broke out February 11th. 
On Sunday night in Tijuana, groups of Ukrainians hurried to the border before midnight. Enrique Lucero is the director of Tijuana's Migrant Affairs Department. He says they were the last to cross. Ukrainians who didn't get the memo and arrived to Tijuana after this new policy began will have to find different options. Lucero expects the numbers of Ukrainian nationals to decrease in Tijuana. Approximately 30 Ukrainian nationals arrived to Tijuana Monday morning. None of them will be able to cross the U.S. because of this new policy. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. The federal case involving the largest contracting scandal in Navy history has hit a legal snag that could trigger a mistrial. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh says the defense is questioning the government's conduct. The case of the man dubbed Fat Leonard has been going on for nearly a decade. Malaysian contractor Leonard Francis has long since been convicted of bribing dozens of high-ranking officers to win the Navy's business throughout the Western Pacific. The last five officers indicted in the case have been on trial in San Diego for nine weeks. Late last week, the trial paused after the defense accused prosecutors of not properly disclosing an interview with a sex worker who said she did not sleep with one of the officers. Monday, the defense questioned whether Filipino sex workers were improperly offered money to testify during the trial. Judge Janice San Marentino indicated that she's open to a defense request to require prosecutors to take the stand. Steve Walsh, KPBS News. The San Diego Union High School District superintendent is speaking out after being placed on administrative leave late last week. She spoke to KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez about her racially biased comments. Dr. Cheryl James Ward admits she was wrong. She's apologized, and now she's determined to keep her job as leader of the San Diego Union High School District. Comments made about Asian families at a district meeting on diversity, equality, and inclusion have received tremendous backlash, with calls for her resignation. Ward has been made a financial offer to resign. She says she will not, and will sue the district for wrongful termination if the board fires her. I apologize for the hurt that came out of that. It was never meant to hurt. It was out of a uh, a pure heart, a good heart. Ward also has a mountain of support from parents and community members who believe she is remorseful and valuable to the district's growth, deserving of a second chance. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Coming up, the Navy's COVID-19 vaccine policy has some religious advocates worried. I think the process itself is causing a significant part of the problem. But then, but you know, the big problem is that nobody is getting granted. Nobody's getting granted. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. 
Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The military is taking a hard line on troops seeking religious exemptions to the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. It's granted few exemptions and asked the courts to uphold its policy of discharging service members who refuse the vaccine. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh says advocates worry that the Pentagon's position could make it harder for other troops who seek different kinds of religious accommodations. Petty Officer First Class Jaweria Webb joined the Navy after September 11, 2001. She's Muslim, but Webb was told at boot camp that she could not cover her hair with a traditional hijab. I felt naked. I felt like everyone was looking at me. I felt uncomfortable. Um, but it just, it, was, it took time for me to get used to it. She still covered her hair when she was out of uniform. As her faith deepened, she says she wanted to make the hijab part of her Navy life in San Diego. A few months ago, her command granted her request for an accommodation under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. It's something I've always wanted to do. I was just worried about how people would perceive me. And also, it made me feel very proud because now I feel like now I'm representing Muslims and they can see how we really are. Rifra has been in the spotlight as a number of troops, including a group of Navy SEALs, have filed lawsuits on religious grounds. They're challenging the military's COVID-19 vaccination mandate. The Pentagon is discharging troops who refuse the shot. Attorney Daniel Blumberg's firm handles religious freedom cases. He's not involved in COVID lawsuits, but he's worried his clients could be impacted. He says the Navy is bypassing the normal process for granting religious accommodations. The military normally gets it right. We have a heritage of respecting religious difference and religious freedom in the military. It doesn't always get it right. You know, that's that's why we've had to litigate. Though mainstream Christian leaders support the vaccine, the most common objection is that the cells used to research the vaccine were ancestors of aborted cells taken decades earlier. More than 3,000 sailors have applied for religious exemptions since the mandate took effect in November. A federal judge issued an injunction barring the Navy from discharging them, possibly until the Supreme Court rules. Blumberg fears those cases might make it easier for the military to deny other religious accommodations. I think the process itself is causing a significant part of the problem. But, you know, the big problem is that nobody is getting granted. Nobody's getting granted. Blumberg has represented Sikhs who have filed lawsuits to wear traditional turbans and other sailors whose faith emphasizes wearing beards. He says the law is supposed to find reasonable accommodation wherever practical. If a service member has a sincere religious belief and the government substantially burdens it, then the government has to have a really good reason to do that and in no other way of accomplishing the mission. There are going to be some environments that will not be as conducive for having a bearded Jew or Sikh or Muslim serve in. They just won't. And so those individuals will have the opportunity to serve in other contexts. He says an unvaccinated SEAL can work a desk job rather than in the close quarters of a rib boat, but they shouldn't be discharged. Navy leaders have told the courts that they see vaccination as the way back to normal after crippling COVID-19 outbreaks sidelined ships. Navy Surgeon General Bruce Gillingham spoke to sailors in a video. 
COVID is a forced readiness issue, and there's no better protection for an individual, a family, or the community than getting the immunity that comes from being vaccinated. I do support the COVID um, a vaccine, so that's why I'm vaccinated. Petty Officer Webb said she asked the Council on American-Islamic Relations to write a letter to her command after she became more observant, even though she plans to retire from the Navy in little over a year. In her case, the Navy set limits on where she can wear her hijab. For instance, if she ever works on a flight line. Steve Walsh, KPBS News. Environment California says the nation has enough solar power capacity to keep the lights on in 16 percent of the country's homes. San Diego continues to be a leader in that effort. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson has more. San Diego held on to its top spot as the U.S. city with the second most solar power capacity on local rooftops. Only Los Angeles had more. Shining City's report found solar power continues to grow around the country with enough capacity to power 23 million homes. Environment California's Laura Dehan says that's a major uptick from just 10 years ago. And she says California continues to lead the way. Here in California, we now have over 10 gigawatts of rooftop solar capacity, uh, which is really tremendous. That's about a quarter of our overall electric use, you know, on any any given day. San Diego ranks third among 19 cities that have more than 100 watts of rooftop solar generating power for each resident. San Diego's 337 watts only falls behind Las Vegas and Honolulu. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Public transit is about to be a lot more accessible for young people in San Diego. KPBS Race and Equity reporter Christina Kim has more. Beginning on May 1st, all youth in San Diego County under the age of 18 will be able to ride public transit for free as part of a new Sandag Youth Opportunity Pass pilot program. It's something community advocates at Mid-City Can have long been fighting for, including Ana Gonzalez. As a mother of three kids, all under 18, in San Diego City Heights neighborhood, she says the program will be a big help. So sometimes if I'm, I'm working so they can take public transportation and I don't uh, be worried about if they have money or not, or if I have the time to take them to those activities. With inflation and gas prices at 40-year highs, she says the program will benefit everyone in San Diego. I see this as a big win for all the students because sometimes people can believe that it's only for low-income students, but no, this is for all students in San Diego. Mid-City Can is hosting a celebration on Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. at the City Heights Public Library to help families sign up for a Youth Pronto account and learn more about the program. Christina Kim, KPBS News. And that's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation. 
presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.